Welcome to the latest episode of Apple at Work, a podcast at the intersection of Apple and all things business, education, healthcare, and everything in between. My name is Bradley Chambers, and I am your host as always. This week, I have Rue Islam from the show from Dash Lane. Rue, welcome to the show. Hi, Bradley. Thanks for having me. So we're recording this right around the time iOS 16 is 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 you know kind of fresh in everybody's mind. We're uh, patiently waiting iPad OS 16 and and Mac OS Ventura. And one of the headline features uh, this year to me is passkeys. And passkeys, obviously, not a not a brand new technology. Apple announced it last year. Um, there has obviously been a lot of work from the Fido Alliance here, and I, I don't think people totally have put together that that passkeys is built upon the work that the Fido Alliance has done, which is also supported by Microsoft and Google. And uh, you you know when you get the big you know big three uh, tech giants to agree on anything as a standard, that's a that's a win. And uh, every obviously every company is going to kind of have their own flavor and they're all branding for it. But uh, passkeys are, I would argue, some of the probably the biggest announcements so far from um, the work that Fido Alliance has done. Then obviously Dashlane is a, a very, very popular password management uh, solution. So I wanted to have you on the show, uh, A, to talk about kind of what trends you're seeing in, in the market, but also let's get into passkeys and how it's going to impact uh, our, our enterprise market. So um, to start out, you know, kind of if you can for our listeners, give us a rundown on what you do at Dashlane. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, I joined Dashlane almost 10 years ago as an iOS developer. I was really excited about iOS, the state of iOS development at the time. And some of you may recall uh, password autofill wasn't really a thing on the iPhone. So, you know, we, with the help of other password managers, helped that uh, become a thing on iOS. So having that ease of entering your password on, on apps and websites on iOS was thanks to password managers. And, and that's great. Um, and then, yeah, my role evolved from, you know, hands-on engineering to management. And then I'd say about a year and a half ago, I was really, really fascinated and interested in the authentication space, and especially how password managers can dig a bit deeper beyond just the traditional auto-filling and syncing your passwords. What else can we do? And what, what are things coming up in the future that we should be wary of? And that, you know, was kind of perfect timing because, as you know, you mentioned 5th of May, Fido and the big three platform vendors announced this new way of authenticating and it just timed up timed you know really well with the, the direction I was going in within Dashlane and the direction I, I wanted to see uh, this company take uh, over the next you know few weeks and months yeah I mean I think you know thinking back to conversations like I've had with in users that I've supported with technology the, the tech industry has done a really great job of telling people how they manage the passwords wrong, but often we struggled to like give them good solutions. Um, again, it was just, it was like one of those were like, Hey, don't, uh, don't write your passwords on under your keyboard. Also don't use the same one everywhere. But it, Again, I mean, I, again, I've, I've been somebody that's using, been using a password manager since like 2007, 2008. Back, you know, I, I remember syncing my passwords um, over Wi-Fi to my iOS device. Like, you know, I, but I was a nerd, and I, it was nerdy things, and it's it's like not scalable to end users. And the best technology is when you don't have to manage it. And I think the I think the the Apple, Microsoft, and Google really recognize that. Password security wasn't a wasn't a people problem. It was a technology problem. Like we had to make it easier, and then so we've got that side on the consumer side. Then I think we're also seeing on the business side where IT managers also recognize that, like in a world with remote work, hybrid work. That, that how we manage security kind of had to evolve as well. And again, 
it's like we said, okay, we need, you need better passwords. Like, what do you want users to do with them? Like, put them in an Apple note, like use Evernote, use, I mean, like none of that works. And so, and then going past that, just like how we manage things like multi-factor authentication, like all that just like had to get easier. Um, and, and so what do you, what are you all seeing when you're working with uh, business customers and talking with them? What are their use cases for Dashlane right now? This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Hexnode. Hexnode UEM offers an award-winning unified endpoint management solution for Android, iOS, Windows, macOS, tvOS, and FireOS devices. Hexnode is one of the most trusted enterprise security solutions worldwide that combines multiple security features into a single console. Sign up for a free trial today with Hexnode and find out how you can reinvent device management. You'll find a link to sign up in the show notes below. Thanks to Hexnode for sponsoring Apple at Work. Yeah, that's a great question. I think you're, I think there is a big difference between the B2C and the B2B space, uh, business and, and consumer. However, ultimately, I think the end user is essentially the same. It may be um, the business owners may have a particular view on how they want to manage their credentials, how they want to share things, how do we you know, onboard people, offboard people. Um, and those are really the, the key topics in the business space. But in terms of the end user, I don't think consumers are that bothered about their password hygiene. It's obvious, you know, everyone's using password one, two, three as their password. We, we've seen that over and over again. They they would much prefer that problem just to go away. Um, so I think for, for enterprise, yeah, I think there's just some more sophisticated uh, use cases, like I say, onboarding, offboarding, sharing. Um, and with password, passwords, you can kind of get away with that there is mechanisms that you can use to, to fulfill that. But I think it potentially becomes really interesting with passkeys as technology because, you know, now you're, you've taken away this, this phrase or this you know, jumble of text that potentially can be grabbed by, you know, copy and paste, put it in email, put it in Slack. It's much more difficult to do that when it's, you know, a binary bunch of cryptographic data. You can't easily copy and paste that in an email or in a Slack message. And I think businesses, will there'll be tools that we will develop and the industry will develop that will allow more sophisticated use cases. I mean, a good thing to, to realize is that with passwords, you have like a one-to-one -one relationship with your website. You have one password for your credential uh, where you potentially can have access where you, you know, create a bunch of passkeys and those passkeys are are controlled by some admin uh, and given to certain groups uh, as and when they need it. So I think we're, we're going to see more sophisticated use cases for enterprise, particularly around passkeys. But it, we all have to also admit it's early days. <laughs> this is like very early in the evolution of passkeys. And most of the conversations happening in the industry, even with, you know, with Apple's WWDC announcement, without all the publicity we've seen in passkeys, the consumers and the end users are, are kind of oblivious to uh, passkeys today, I would say. And they're going to start to see that that conversation happen as the big tech companies, um, you know, who hold your account, start informing you, hey, how about getting rid of your password? Go through this process and adopt passkeys. And that will only be possible when, as we've seen with, with iOS 16 and obviously with future versions of Microsoft's uh, Windows and Android, when, when we have broader adoption of those platform vendors, then companies are going to talk about passkeys in the, in the end user space. Well, and then what we're seeing too is the benefits of biometric authentication on 
desktops, laptops, and and mobile devices as well. I mean, that that ultimately the best passcode is my eyes or my fingerprint. Like that is the best passcode. And then I, I think uh, the big tech vendors have done a nice job of making users feel like that data is secure and stored locally. And that just, again, it's, it's that kind of eliminates the social engineering aspect of it where, um, you know, it's harder, kind of harder to spoof your eyes or harder to spoof your uh, fingerprints. And, and of course, I've seen people have joked like, oh, I mean, you've seen the movies. And it's like, look, if you're, if you're a bit concerned with your password to someone cutting off your finger, like you have other problems. Like securing your uh, Okta account is, uh, might be a concern, but like you have, you have bigger problems to deal with. Um, and I, you know, I've said for, at least 10 years to, to colleagues, like identity in the enterprise is everything. And so we're, we're seeing this nice merging of like IDP um, companies, you know, the Octas, the, the Auth Zeros, like these, these are all really good companies. And then password management solutions. And then also then I think now Fido Alliance, Passkeys is kind of like this third pillar where these things are all converging to give IT departments kind of what I would consider to be best practices. So the, the problem when you run into technology is when like you, you see a problem, but then there's like, there's not a scalable solution. Those are the frustrating parts. I think for, for technology uh, uh, professionals, it's like, okay, we recognize like, and then that's where they were at with passwords in the enterprise. And, you know, a decade ago, like we recognize there's a problem, but like, there's not a, there's not an easy solution. And I think now we're like getting to the place where like there is a best practices for a company that has a thousand remote employees to manage the passwords and to create new passwords. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Muzzle. Deploying, managing, and protecting Apple devices at work shouldn't be difficult or require several solutions. Muzzle is the only Apple unified platform for business. By combining enhanced device management, endpoint security, internet privacy and security, single sign-on, enhanced app management into a single Apple-only platform, businesses can now easily and automatically deploy, manage, and protect their Apple devices automatically with one solution at an affordable price. With a solution for businesses of every size and the best support in the market, start a free 30-day trial today and see firsthand why Mosul is more than an Apple NDM. Mosul is everything you need to work with Apple. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. Again, that's business.mosul.com, M-O-S-Y-L-E.com. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, I think that's, yeah, that's, you're definitely right there. Um, I mean, what I would say is, I think there is a lot of user education that needs to happen. Just what you mentioned with biometry, I think a lot of people in the tech industry get it, but I think a lot of there's a lot of confusion around, you know, where does my fingerprint go? I think Apple's done a great job about, you know, hitting home the message that this biometry does not leave your device. Um, and I think once that becomes mainstream as an idea, and then we're in a good place. I, I still, you know, see people being confused, like, okay, if I'm logging in with my touch ID or face ID, does that mean the website has information about my face? And yeah, to you and me, to the tech industry, that's you know obviously not an issue, but I think there's going to be uh, a phase where there's still that education that needs to be done. But for yeah, IT, IT um, managers for, for companies deploying these things, this is great. You know, you have everything built into the, to the devices you provide your employees, which is fantastic. Um, but yeah, I think there, there's some nuanced, uh, complicated thing going on in the background, which maybe people don't need to worry about so much um, because the industry's kind of, you know, saying they've taken care of it. Uh, I, I think the interesting area with passkeys and enterprises, and, and this is, I guess, a problem that, you know, Dashlane is trying to think about a lot and trying to solve is where does, where do your credentials end up? Because if, 
if the platform vendors, you know, um, ship what they're going to ship uh, today, you know, enterprises are, are kind of having to live with the fact their pass keys are either in your iCloud account or, you know, with your, with your Google account. So I think that enterprise level sophistication hasn't really arrived yet. Um, we're trying to think about that. We're trying to think, you know, how can Dashlane, you know, people are um, you know, buying Dashlane, using Dashlane because they, they kind of want to leave those platform vendors and they want to have a bit more control over their data within Dashlane. So authentication with passkeys is something that users are going to want Dashlane to take care of. Um, now the question is, does that muddy the water in terms of how passkeys are meant to work? I don't, I personally don't think so. I think this is going to be a transitionary phase. Um, passkeys will eventually be, you know, syncable across any provider. Uh, so Dashlane will be a provider of passkeys. But in the short term, I think, you know, people are going to wonder if, if I'm creating passkeys, where do those passkeys live? Because unlike a pass, password, you can, you know, look at that thing, you can open it up in an edit view and see the password. Passkeys, you can't. I think that's going to be a strange transition for people. But yeah, for us, we are thinking about where will enterprise want this stuff? And currently our, our customers want their data within their Dashlane vault. And that's the solution that we're trying to provide to them, given the means we have available today. And we'll have different means available tomorrow when the platform vendors create those APIs that allow Dashlanes and others to, to sync and participate in the in, in management of pass keys, which isn't possible today. Well, and thinking through going back to the identity is everything, what what really, you know, the way most organizations work now is there's so much automation. So like when someone is hired, their email, like, like IT doesn't even necessarily even know that someone's hired. Like the, all the automations are kicked off, emails, provision, password, you know, are managed. Like it needs to be like a syncing solution. Um, and, and, and it's very possible because, again, it, it, you want your – the employees get the the access they need, but if they no longer work there, you don't want to have to worry about like, what do they still have access to now? So it's very possible. And again, obviously you and I don't know. So if, if we saw kind of the first announcement of pass keys last year, and we really seeing it come to the consumer market this year, it's very possible that just how Apple has built a password manager integration into iOS and uh, Mac OS where again, uh, one password, Dashlane, LastPass, all these companies can can you know, have a nice integration, specifically on iOS. I mean, I remember the early days of like of how you integrated a password manager into iOS, and it was hokey at best. Well, now that's like a nice integration. It's very possible it may be you know like next year you may be able to set uh, maybe through something like Apple's user enrollment where um, get you ask employees where they want to create this passkey. Or maybe even for managed devices, it's automatically in. Maybe, maybe there's a way to designate a Dashlane as the enterprise password management solution or default password management solution, just like you do a browser. And when you make a passkey, it automatically puts it in your Dashlane account, and then it's you know in in that ecosystem. So is that I guess that's, is that what you're kind of thinking of where you would love to see this long term for businesses? Yeah, I mean, I'll. I think what might be interesting for your listeners is like how does how does such a thing as password autofill provided by Dashlane and others come around? It's not really something that Apple do out of the blue. You know, it's something that industry, ourselves and other partners go to Apple and just have a discussion with. And you know, this will eventually come out in an iOS version. But that's that's exactly what happened. 
password autofill was originally in iOS 11 uh, a keychain thing, and it, only in iOS 12 did it become something that providers can do. But that wasn't in the vacuum of you know just purely Apple's uh, decision to do that. That was with participation of industry, and I think it's going to be the same here. Um, you know, Apple are very open to hearing what the industry has to say through their sort of feedback channels, and I think industry will be very clearly saying that currently passkeys are only possible. Uh, the syncing of passkeys is only possible through iCloud Keychain. I think, especially in the enterprise, you know, they will want control over that. Even if the UX is, that's one thing that the UX is kind of being controlled by the platform vendors as it stands today, and, and we would dispute that. We think, you know, maybe Dashlane would like to have a flavor of the UX, maybe uh, something more seamless, um, but. Absolutely, the the syncing of passkeys will will eventually arrive, uh, you know, to providers. But that will only be if the industry is is kind of asking for it, uh, and they are. Well, and I I have I've told multiple people this, and not just in context of things with passwords. We've seen this shift over the last thirty years, uh, and that, and this is where I am feel fortunate to be the age I am because like I've. You know, I, I remember having uh, the internet, like obviously on dial-up. I remember the internet even before AOL. And you, we've watched the world move from protocols that are open to platforms which are closed, back and forth over history. I mean, you think about it, early days of the internet, it's all open, protocols, platform, AOL, move back to the web. And then, like, you know, you, you could even argue something like Web 2 um, is, is, again, move, is platforms. And I think we're, we're moving back to protocols. So, again, FIDO Alliance, Alliance is, is the attempt to build a password protocol. And I think um, that enterprises are wary of vendor lock-in. And I think consumers are seeing uh, – there's, like, this, I guess, perception of, like, anti-big tech. So, like, the, the big – big tech giants control too much. So there's that kind of public sentiment um, from like a, a political standpoint. But again, and then on, on the enterprise side, it's like anti-vendor lock-in. We don't want to be tied to a particular vendor that can just continually raise their prices or um, just not evolve their product. And so my hope is that this will push the industry to, again, continue to make this an open protocol to where it's easy for businesses to make sure that their passwords are secured when they, because again, passkeys is a great technology, but it's going to be even better for businesses if it can be kind of in their business ecosystem of passwords. Yeah. And, and, you know, the whole FIDO Alliance initiative, I mean, FIDO Alliance is going to be 10 years old in February next year. And that's a long time to be battling against passwords. But I think things you know, are coming to fruition, but, but I think that story is interesting to look at because I don't think there's some you know, devilish plan for platform vendors to control the passkey industry. That, that, that's not a thing. I think the motivation has always been how do we collectively get rid of this nuisance, which is the password. Um, and, and unfortunately, the first step is to have a bit of vendor lock-in. Mm-hmm. But if that's the cost to get the industry and, and you know, society to move off passwords, Maybe it's worth the price in the short term, and in the long term, it will then hopefully go back to more of an open thing. Today, you know, the current standard, which I would say is a standard not for the industry, but just for the platform vendors, is that communication with the authenticator between the the website and the browser and the authenticator. That communication is now being packaged into iOS 16. It's being packaged into Chrome and into Windows Hello. 
that's where I feel the lock-in is, is with, with the passkey syncing uh, as part of that. And I think, yeah, I, I think that's that's a that's necessary to get the adoption of passkeys. That that is also necessary. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's I don't think that's um, that was like a, a decision that was taken in order to control you know how passkeys are done. I think the ultimate goal for the FIDO Alliance and all the organization that needs to be involved is to move beyond passwords, let's say, and, you know, usher in this passwordless world, which has been talked about variously over the last few years with, with other solutions, not just what Fido proposed. But I think this is the first time that it looks genuinely possible. And I think having the three vendors, uh, platform vendors, um, agree with each other, have this interoperability has made that much more real, uh, realistic but looking beyond that, I think we, we definitely in enterprise, we're going to want potentially different flavors of the UX, potentially different flavors of how uh, those those passkeys are synced and stored. Now, that's a great way to look at it because I, I, it's not that the industry here with passwords is nefarious when they're kind of building these walled gardens, you say. But sometimes, like, like you mentioned, FIDO is 10 years old. It's hard to get a protocol adopted. It's much easier to build a product to sell. And, and it's almost like the, the moving left to right between protocols and platforms is a natural evolution of – you know, Apple can build something as a for-profit profit company faster than it can get 20 other companies to agree to something and build it into their products. It's, I mean, in smart, look at smart homes. Like we, we've seen this, like, you know, Alexa, Google Assistant, HomeKit, all platforms. Well, what are we moving to? Matter and thread protocols. And is it slow? Yeah, it's slow. Like you, like you mentioned, Fido's 10 years old, but none of this moves fast. How many times does matter on this? I don't know if you follow the smart home industry, but like matter keeps getting delayed, you know, time and time again. It's hard. It's hard to get companies to agree on things. It's hard to get people inside of companies to agree on things, let alone 30 companies who all have their own, you know, profits that they're seeking and product roadmaps. Like it's hard to get them to agree on things. So I think often things move slower than we'd like. Um, and so there is this kind of natural evolution of build it, uh, build it privately first, and then we figure out as an industry how to make it interoperable because that's good for everybody. It's it's good for Dashlane. It's good for Apple. It's good for Google. It's good for every you know. It's good for LastPass. It's good for One Password. It's good for everybody if it's easier to move your data because data wants to be open and data wants to be free. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think you know we also have to think about. Uh, I've been at. Dashlane 10 years and the whole industry has moved, uh, you know, it's moved a lot in the last 10 years. And what, what we've seen is all the bad things that are going on, the breaches, the the attacks. And, and, and at least this is one way to defend, you know, against all that. And that, that, that stuff's not going away. Um, I think the public don't really realize the, the level of, um, breach attacks that are going on in the industry, you know, um, whether it's state level, whether it's, you know, uh, gangs of hackers or whatnot, um, this stuff is real and it has has an impact. Uh, you just have to look at the colonial pipeline incident that took place. Um, these things have very real consequences. And I think the work the FIDO is doing, I think if we stick to that mission of, you know, removing the, the, the flaws of authentication through passwords, I think that's a it's a great thing, and, and it will have very positive consequences. Um, and and it will remove one reason to, to 
attack servers, you know, to, to, to take away these shared secrets from the servers and then go and attack other things. At least that's one thing that we take away from, from that activity. Um, it's definitely not the only thing that needs to be solved, but I think it's a great step to, to prevent what's, you know, what's essentially taking over the industry, these, these attacks, these sophisticated features. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's, that's helped everyone focus because I think everyone agrees no matter what your business goals are that this level of activity in, in this sort of you know, bad side of the internet is not healthy for anyone. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's I think that's a great place to as we wrap up our show to really focus on. It's it's um, password management is is not a convenience thing. It's a security thing. And and as we embed technology into more important aspects of our life rather than just fun things. I mean, you, someone even asked about like, would you ever want to be an IT, a, you know, a CISO in healthcare? And I was like, absolutely not. I mean, like where your security is life and death. Uh, I mean, there's no way I'd want to do that job. That's a hard job. And, um, you, you know, again, going back to the colonial pipeline, I mean, the, secu- technology is embedded in our way of life now. Um, it's it's embedded into the power grid, water water systems, um, and, um, and ransomware has become a very, very profitable industry. And so an open standard for password, password management to make it easier, more secure, uh, that could be potentially life-saving for, for some industries. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of a great, great place to leave it um, for this episode. Rue, thanks for coming on the show. Um, we'll have a link to uh, more information about Dashlane in our show notes. So if you're listening to this and you are a business that's wanting to get a robust password management solution for your enterprise uh, that, that you know, can connect to your IDP platforms, whether it be uh, JumpCloud, uh, Okta, G Suite, uh, One Login, Duo, like, you know, it's, you need it's that SSO integration for your passwords is, is critical. Uh, Dashlane works well with with, with all the major IDP and SSO vendors. So uh, we'll talk to everybody uh, next time. Have a um, new show in a few weeks. Thanks for everybody for listening and have a great week.